0: And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Welcome to Mom and Mind, a podcast about maternal mental health discussing conception, pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. Real stories from moms and family members who have made it from struggling to wellness and interviews with experts and advocates who work for moms and families to get the help they need. This podcast is meant to offer information and awareness and is not a replacement for treatment by a professional or professional training. Hi, welcome back to Mom and Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. In this episode, we're talking with Jamie zahalwe Belcito. She's the advocacy chair for the National Coalition for Maternal Mental Health. Part of the reason why I'm so excited to share this episode with you is because I think it's really important that we understand that people are trying to do something about maternal mental health on a national level. And she's going to tell us a little bit about the bills that have come into legislation and what's happened with them and what's coming up next. I think it's a really useful way for all of us to understand the breadth and depth to which this maternal mental health is being addressed and worked on. And advocated for all of us. So she's going to give us a really great glimpse into all of that process and things that you can do locally with your own reps and things that you can do nationally that are coming up pretty soon. So Jamie is a member of the North Shore Postpartum Task Force and is a commissioner with the Commonwealth of Massachusetts Special Commission on Postpartum Depression. She helps educate the state house and stakeholders on maternal mental health illness gaps and what moms may need in order to get better. Jamie's partnered with grassroots groups and local legislators to help ensure passage of funding for the MCPAP for Moms PPD pilot program and implementation of universal maternal mental health screening for moms in the Commonwealth that started in 2016. She's partnered with quite a few senators to establish the first-ever Maternal Mental Health Advocacy and Awareness Day, and Jamie is working with Congress now to pass the House and Senate bills bringing postpartum depression out of the Shadows Act, and she'll tell us a little bit about that and where they are in the process now. Jamie is a two-time survivor of pregnancy and postpartum depression. It was during that time that she learned firsthand about the difficulties of finding quality mental health care and as well as the lack of communication around the issue of maternal mental health within the OB's office, primary health care, and pediatrics. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen in and learn and find out what you can do. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you so much for being with us.
1: Kat, this is a thrill to be on your webcast. I'm always following what you're doing either on the web or on Facebook, so this is great to be here. (laughs) Thanks again. Awesome. Thank you for
0: that. Yeah, I'm really, really excited to have you explain to me and everybody else the work that you're doing and why we need to know about it. So, yeah, maybe you can just start from there. Maybe talk a little bit about how you became involved in the work and the work that you're doing with the National Coalition for Maternal Mental Health.
1: Thank you so much. I get so excited about speaking on what I've been doing in the National Coalition. I think that. For those listeners out there who might find Pinterest to be a place for them to go to be inspired (laughs) or really enjoy following uh, spring training for sports or like this college basketball playoff, politics is kind of what makes me excited. (laughs) Wow. Very, very much kind of maybe odd, but yes, this can be something that can inspire anyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so So. glad that you are doing this and you're going to explain this to us. We all need to know about it. And I love that you're so passionate about it.
1: I love that you asked me to talk about this because sometimes this is a link that we as women or we as moms, even just seeing visually on the TV, we don't necessarily see our own reflection back to us in politics sometimes. So it's a great way for us to be involved. Personally, Mm -hmm. I am a mom of two beyond smart girls ages four and seven. (laughs) And I am a stay-at-home mom. Like That's my first and foremost hat. I am the director of advocacy for the coalition. However, I am mama first. Mm -hmm. And I'm thrilled about that. My oldest is in first grade and my littlest is still in only part-time preschool and she's probably really frustrated about hearing about Washington, D.C. and (laughs) maternal mental health all the time. That's (laughs) mama does in between. (laughs) She
0: can probably explain it better than I could, so maybe she should
1: be on too. Maybe we'll do that in the future. How does postpartum affect your children? Because that's really what got me into this. Mm -hmm. I had postpartum complications, mental health complications with both of my girls, completely blindsided by both events because they were not something that I ever considered part of either of my postpartum experiences. And my children are still relatively young that we're not talking about. You know, 10, 20 years ago, we're talking about 2010 and 2013. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with that being in mind, the interesting part about my personal journey is that I graduated with a polyscience degree and I was a former congressional intern and a federal lobbyist. So once yeah. I started to get out of the weeds, yes, that's a little bit of an odd mix. And then we threw postpartum in there when I started to get out of the weeds. And after a lot of my own searching on what is this OCD? What is this anxiety? What is this rage? This, these were the things I personally dealt with and saw that there was yeah. a Gaping void of services and emphasis right. on mom's mental health. Like never mind women's health as a whole, right? right. right? Yeah. I said to myself, "There's got to be more than this." And that's when I decided to put half of my mom hat to one side and put my lobbyist or, or political science hat on the other. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that's a where this. This is where this started. Thank you.
0: So, I mean, you know, sometimes we're led to the things that we end up doing because of the experiences we have. And that's, wow, the meeting of these two things is beneficial in the end for all of us because of the work that you're doing.
1: It's incredible. Kismet here, I always use that word and people crack up. It's like divine intervention, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's just one of these intersections of folks like yourself, folks Mm -hmm. like Dr. Cat, whom Mm -hmm. I had seen on social media and on. YouTube, or you know, and heard about you from other folks when I first started dipping my toe into kind of what's going on out there. And you were really representative of California, which I'm out in Boston, so you know, go on the other side yeah. of our country and seeing what's going on out there. And then all of a sudden, these things start to align where I see mm-hmm. some integration on services at a state level and how that influences policy in California. And then next thing you know, you've got Postpartum Support International speaking about this. You've got the coalition, Joy Burkhardt, 2020 mom, who's the director of the coalition, divine intervention with being introduced to her and mm-hmm. having a background to start all at the same time simultaneously working on postpartum where uh, Adele's come out and talked about it. And Christy Teigen just recently yeah. came out and talked about it. And Brooke Shields, I mean, 10 years ago or even longer than that had talked about it. And mm-hmm. mental health started to become on the forefront of everyone's mind, whether it was their own child and you have a congressperson in DC who's coming from West Virginia, whose child's dealing with mental illness to Mm -hmm. moms speaking up about it on like Real Housewives or what have you, right? So Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. been divine intervention. All of us have found ourselves in this really unique space through all different forms of social media and news. Yeah. Here we are. It's affecting policy. It's finally at that level where it's affecting policy. (laughs) That is amazing. Oh, yeah.
0: So for the people who are not aware of what the work that you're doing and the policy and legislation that's up, what has been passed and done so far and what's coming up?
1: The Last Congress, which was the 114th Congress, for those people who like to work in numbers, 114th Congress. So that was the last Congress during the Obama administration. That Congress saw a singular bill introduced by Congresswoman Catherine Clark, who happens to be one of my congressional reps. She's not mine. She's my old district where I grew up. I know. It was just, again, shout outs to my beloved state that I love and I'm very proud to have worked with her. It was one of these things where even if I want to back up, I had gone to my own state legislature when my four-year-old was one and it was after the death of Miriam Carey who had been shot dead by the Capitol Police. Does that ring a bell to you when that Mm -hmm. poor girl was out in front of Capitol Hill Mm -hmm. with her toddler in the backseat? Yeah. Yeah and she was having a psychotic episode. And so I remember clearly hearing that on the Today Show and the description of young woman in her 30s with her young toddler in the backseat. And I remember cringing on the inside saying, oh no, please don't yeah. don't tell me that this is postpartum. And then when it came out that it was, I met with my state senator and started to talk to her about it because I found out she was on like the Massachusetts Mental Health Committee. And I said, oh, wow. hey, this is a mental health issue. Like, what are we going to do? You're a mom. What does this do? What does this yeah. mean? So mm. even on the local standpoint, we were able... So I'll even back up on the federal point to just throw that out there. That yeah. was just my tiny hamlet of town of 6,000 people. Mm-hmm. That That's where I started. It was at the town library in like a four by four room wow. <laughs> where I met with my state senator to talk about this. Amazing. This
0: podcast is supported by Starglow Media's Mysteries About True Histories. From the creators of the hit top-ranking kids educational podcast in the world, Who Smarted? The Emmy-nominated Nat Geo Disney Plus's Brain Games and Netflix's Brain Child comes Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, or math, in which kids ages six and up can hear humorous and educational stories that follow two best friends, Max and Molly, while they go on adventures through time solving puzzles, hidden equations, talking about history, and making learning cool. Episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras's ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. When I drive my son to school in the morning, we listen to these episodes that fit perfectly in our commute, with the episodes being about 15 minutes long. And this podcast is right up my son's alley because he loves to solve problems and happens to love math and the types of punny jokes that Max likes to tell. So tune in to mysteries about true histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get
2: your pods. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids, because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. That's
1: <sighs> how this conversation started. That It was just me going down there as a mom.
2: Yeah,
0: right. I mean, it probably took a lot to do that, but the effects of it, the butterfly effect, the ripple effect of it now is just to for you to reflect back on that from where you've come to where you are now on this national level is just inspiring.
1: You know, you bring up such that ripple effect was so incredibly powerful because here's what happened after that. So I spoke to my state Senator, Joan Lovely, who's out of the Salem District up here. She was on the Mental Health Commission. She then ran into then Representative Ellen Story at a function, a women in leadership function for the state legislature, mm-hmm. Representative Ellen Story actually created a postpartum commission with the likes of Annette Sikon and Liz Friedman and MGH and UMass Medical and a whole host of other folks that were Boston Children's Hospital, a bunch of folks at the table to start to delve into how this is being handled as a state. So Mm -hmm. my state senator runs into Representative Story. Next thing you know, she's on the commission. Next thing you know, I'm going down to D.C. to see some friends of mine. Somebody mentions to me in passing because I was going to meet with Senator Warren's office. Mm -hmm. Someone mentions to me in passing. Heard Congresswoman Catherine Clark is talking about this issue. Might want to go see her. Go to see her. And the rest started moving. Again, it was one of those kismet things. It was all about timing. Yeah, all coming together. Bipartisan bill, both Republican, a young dad, Ryan Costello out of Pennsylvania, and Mm -hmm. Catherine Clark introduced this bill in July of 2015. Mm -hmm. And that's when people like yourself I met through social media Mm -hmm. started boots on the ground. Because I always go back to a political legend during the Reagan era. It was Democratic Tip O'Neill, Speaker of the House, and Ronald Reagan from California, right? Mm -hmm. So here we're like, two Irishmen on either side of the aisle. (laughs) And Tip O'Neill always said, all politics are local. And I'm like, if it doesn't get more local than what hospital you go to have your baby, lack of services, how this affects your community, what moms have lost their battle of postpartum, what dads have said, what is going on? Or partners have said, what is going on with my partner? Mm -hmm. And the lack of resources or Geographically desirable resource. If I lived in right. Boston, I would have had all of the access possible, but I didn't. Yeah, right. So this started the conversation. Wow.
0: Yeah. So it's just mind blowing. And I love that you're giving all of this detail because, you know, when people start to ask, like, well, I didn't know what was going on and why isn't anybody doing anything about this? Mm-hmm. Well,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're doing something about it, and you know you kind of took it into your own hands to go and ruffle some feathers and ask some questions. And sometimes those very local conversations get to this national stage, which it is now. So mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. awesome.
1: It was because of Mom's cat. I mean, yeah. it was because of us. It was because we roared. <laughs> they listened. <Right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: there's nothing quite like a mom who's recovered from a postpartum mood changes and wants to make some change.
1: Because we know we don't ever want our daughters, our sons, potential future partners, or any effect, your best friend, maybe your mother dealt, you know, I know my own grandmother suffered from manic and consequently had horrible postpartum she loved her kids more than anything she wanted her children and that was in the 50s mm-hmm. and they gave her like shock treatment and put her institutionalized her because they didn't know what it was right again we're talking you know 60 years ago on the scale of history especially here where i live in the oldest part of the united states we're not talking a long time here mm-hmm. and going back to what I slash we as a whole across the country, self included, haven't been able to do was getting the voice to the table. And the National Coalition legitimized the voice. It legitimized it when I started to do the research and saw that Melanie Blocker Stokes Act, the Mothers Act had been passed in 2009 on postpartum. And you had a beautiful mom, Melanie Blocker Stokes, who had consequently successfully suicided after X. Numerous amounts of attempts to get help after she had had her beautiful daughter, Summer, and her family went and worked with the legislature and they passed this great bill. And because it was in the ACA, it was never funded. So there was a lot of big pomp and circumstances and a lot of very famous or famous within D.C. legislators stood and took a lot of pictures. And Brooke Shields went and testified in front of Congress and we got this bill passed and it was never funded. So that was the only other bill. That was it. That was the only other bill that ever addressed mental health anywhere in the entire course of our federal wow. policy. It never was funded.
0: <laughs> that was the bringing postpartum depression out of the shadows.
1: This act that I'm speaking about was called the Mothers Act. Oh, the Mothers Act took yeah. the Mothers Act and that was based on Melanie Blocker Stokes. So it was passed in 2001. Uh-huh. It took 8 years for Congress to finally put together a law and got a passed. was never funded. And then in July of 2015, our Congresswoman here in Massachusetts, Catherine Clark, introduced bringing postpartum out shadows. And it was subsequently introduced in the Senate by Dean Heller out of Nevada, Republican, and Kirsten Gillibrand out of New York. And the language was pretty spot on. It was five pages. It said, you are not a bad mother. One in seven women suffer from this. This is treatable. It is temporary. We need education. We need resources. We need screening. We need treatment. We need community programs. We need to educate OBs, pediatricians, primary care, like everyone that touches the mom, right? Yep. We need to let them know that what this is. It has a name. It's okay to talk about it even while you're pregnant. How revolutionary would that be? Right, Right. (laughs) right. You're not. Thinking, what is this after the fact, right?
0: Yeah, we got to get it way before. (sighs) (sighs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So that act was from 2015.
1: That was 2015, and that was the bringing postpartum out of the Shadows Act, which, if you were to follow a very succinct A to B line, was rolled into what's called the 21st Century Cures Act Mm -hmm. that was signed into law. It was the last law that Obama signed into law in December of 2016. And on page 611, it was a very small bill, 611, (laughs) (laughs) you can find the postpartum language. And now what do we need to do? We need to get it funded. So the language got in. It is now law Mm -hmm. to put together programs to no less than three states across the United States, no less than three, to either enhance an already ongoing program or get money to fund a state community program in one of the 50 states. And now our next task, what are we moms doing and what is the coalition doing? It's time to start letting Congress know you are awesome for voting yes for this. Now you need to fund it. Now we need to get the dollars. Wow.
0: So I feel anxious just when you talk about that. How do we do yes, that? Yeah, How do we do that?
1: What do we need to do? Yeah. And that level of anxiety, you know, people always talk about, oh, you go away to college, you put on the freshman 15. Well, I put on like the over 40s, 15 <laughs> working with Congress on this uh, policy stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have to say it was like a nail biter because so much of going through this was a lot of people saying we're not sure if you're going to be able to do that this is great we totally think it obviously it's a great bill but we're not sure if we're going to be able to do it well my own personal joke is the red sox lost against the yankees in 2003 and then we came back and won the world series in 2004 so never say never okay <laughs> babe ruth is the curse is over oh, um, i love you. you're so from okay. boston
3: you're i am so from Massachusetts. <laughs> i
1: love it i love it ah! <laughs> oh, Patriots just won five Super Bowls. Sorry. But like, you know, like, don't tell me that we can't get stuff done. Right. All right. There's always the inspiration. We could talk about Eric Brockovich. We can talk <laughs> about Forrest Gump. I mean, <laughs> insert whatever happy yeah. moment that you need.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. That's my heart you know, was you gotta, to, to race. So,
1: okay. We so, can do yeah, we can do this. And why can we do this? Because when you take a look at the co-sponsors that signed on to the singular postpartum bill that was eventually signed into law in a bigger piece of legislation, we had Senator Lisa Merskowski, who is a fairly conservative Republican out of Alaska, sign on to the same piece of legislation that my homegirl, Elizabeth Warren, signed on to. Okay, we have... Because this is not have, about
0: politics. This is about humanity. It's not about, this is about mothers and babies. This,
1: thank you. That's right. We had Tea Party Republicans to like the openly gay, incredibly liberal Jerry Nadler from New York. I mean, we had everybody on that bill. Mm-hmm. There was not one person who did not say, "Oh no, we can't find five million with an M, five million dollars to help take care of moms so that they can." Take care of themselves and bond with their baby, and the child feels connected and doesn't have residual behavioral issues, or the family doesn't fall apart at the seams because mom doesn't know what the heck is going on and should have access to treatment. Right.
0: Okay, good. So there are a lot of supporters, <laughs> there are a lot of supporters, people behind this, and now the rubber needs to hit the road with money. So, where do we show up? What sign do I make? What needs to happen to get this passed?
1: I love it. Here's what was so fun about last year. And it really was fun. The coalition was able to work with folks such as Sonia Murdoch and her postpartum team in New York. We were able to work with Wendy Davis and Ann Smith with Postpartum Support International. We were able to work with Becky Schroeder and Sarah Bloomquist in Wisconsin. I'm putting these out here because they're all like in in Catherine Stone, and former postpartum progress. We were able to go into different communities that have their own nonprofits that are working with these individual communities, or even like Samantha, Dr. Melter Brody, Mm -hmm. worked with her from UNC to say, okay, you can do this back home. DC is where the action's at, so to speak. It's where everybody congregates. It's where the White House is. Mm -hmm. But did you know that your local congressperson who's supposed to represent your community always has office hours back home, Mm-hmm. There's always an office that should be like, especially with the Congress people versus the senators. Every state has two senators and they try to disperse their offices throughout the state, but their offices usually aren't as many as your local congressperson. So if you went to gov, assuming people have access to a computer or, or you can do mm-hmm. it at the library, right? Mm-hmm. Or harass one of your friends on their smartphone to look this up. <laughs> okay. when i look at judy chu i see that she has an office in dc awesome she has an office in claremont and pasadena where i am (laughs) yeah she has office hours at 415 west foothill boulevard Mm -hmm. she has office hours at 527 south lake avenue in pasadena And that's where moms who are like, yeah, when am I getting to DC? You don't have to, you go call up and we put together the coalition last year. It was so awesome. We put together like an advocacy toolkit. Like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Where do I start now? Yeah, it is on the website. Okay. Because this should not be scary. This should be like, okay, hi, I'm calling because I live at, you know, 100 main street and I'm a mom Mm -hmm. and I'm interested in speaking about services for maternal mental health, and I'd like to set up a meeting with the congressperson mm-hmm. or their health aide or whatever, you know, like their family aid, whoever deals with family and women's health. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you will be down there at that local <laughs> office with some fabulous sheets that we have on the MMH Coalition website, and that's the National Coalition website with like easy one-pagers. mm mm-hmm. And what we saw last year, Dr. Cat, that was like so awesome as we were talking to different congressional offices, they could not, because it's just lack of education. So many people, including, including the congressional representatives themselves, were either like, A, oh, my gosh, I totally know that this happened to insert person here, right? Mm-hmm. To B, oh, my gosh, we had no idea how prevalent this was. We absolutely have to change the way this is handled.
0: Yes. But In it took case. the meetings
1: for them to wow. understand.
0: Yep. And you just looked up my rep in two seconds and told me when and where to find her. So everybody can do that.
1: (laughs) Everyone can do it and go to house.gov and look up their rep by zip code or senate.gov and look up their senator by state. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. So that's local. You can do
1: that soon. Um, That's right. So here's the ask. So you want to know what the ask is, right? Here's the ask. We want the money for the program. So really, it's like, hi, Congressman Chu. Thank you so much for supporting the bill that gave us services for moms dealing with mental health. Because moms and babies are the core of our society. We need to make sure that we have a functioning civilization, (laughs) citizenry with them. Yeah, and like they haven't come up with the robotic womb as of yet, (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) and so you know, it's like, thank you so much for supporting this. And now we are requesting that you work with your colleagues in Congress who oversee what's called appropriations, which is the funding channel and then the Mm -hmm. budget mechanism. Mm -hmm. Here's, we are asking for you to work with your colleagues to allow for the postpartum program to be funded
3: Mm -hmm.
1: so that we can implement a statewide program in California, implement a local community program in Claremont, however it is you know, however that's going to manifest within each state and each community, Mm -hmm. the money has to be allocated. We will not have another empty voice like we saw with the Mothers Act where a lot of people got great credit for going to bat for postpartum and then never got the money because apparently it wasn't important enough. $5 million is probably the equivalent of like what you find in the bottom of your purse for change in Congress at this point. (laughs) Right.
0: right.
2: (laughs) I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs)
3: I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot at all for the types of billions and trillions of dollars that get put to other stuff. That's yeah. right.
1: So we're asking for the money. So you, you did this. That's great. It's going to be a really empty press release for these congressional representatives to not go the extra step and get these programs funded.
0: Awesome. All right. So local, done. So you're also having a lobby day pretty soon. What is that about? Yes. And how can people so this involved is that?
1: Yeah. Thank you. I apologize for speaking over you. I get so excited about this stuff I because know. I'm telling you it's like a blast. Good.
0: I, love <laughs> I love it. I love it.
1: <laughs> this is the exciting part, right? Even the energy that you feel when you get into Washington, it is energetic. It's energetic because it's where the policy happens. It's where the sausage is made, okay? <laughs> or the magic. Yes. <laughs> magic sausage. Oh, my gosh. Where's the magic sausage made? It's made in Washington, D.C. That's where it's made. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Exactly. That. Yeah. <laughs> so, So if you want to become part of the magic sausage, if you feel like going to D.C. is your thing, okay, this will be our second year doing this advocacy work in the Capitol. But we had so many people from all different states come last year. It will be, so this year we're extending it into two days. We're having Wednesday, May 17th be our National Coalition for Maternal Mental Health Congressional Briefing. Alongside Congresswoman Clark. Oh, awesome. Congresswoman Jamie Herrera Butler from Washington State. Mm. Congresswoman Debbie Roybal-Allard, who's from California. And Congresswoman Grace Napolitano from California. And what all of these legislators represent aside from kick and butt is the Congressional Maternity Healthcare Caucus, which is Herrera Butler and Roybal-Allard and the Congressional Mental Health Caucus, which is Napolitano. The interest level in Congress on this particular issue is through the roof. Good. It is so exciting. I have extended some talk time, and I'm hoping to hear soon, with what's called the Brain Trust with Representative Robin Kelly out of Illinois, Brain Trust of the Black Caucus. She oversees that in women's health and health for minorities. Hmm. And that's hopefully someone that we're going to be able to partner with as well. But going back to May 17th, we're having a congressional briefing, maternal mental health, sustainable state and local programs. We're having Dr. Byatt from the Massachusetts Child Psychiatry Access Project for Moms Mm -hmm. speak. It's the only current program in the United States that is fully integrated into our state government for direct services for moms and for anyone who deals with mom doula, breastfeeding, doctor, pediatrician, OBGYN, you name it, psychiatrist, social worker that sees a mom that's struggling with mental health complications that are directly related to the postpartum call and get them to see someone within 24 to 48 hours or at least speak to somebody. That's amazing. Yeah, we need that all over. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. So we need exactly. So this will be like, okay. So what happens if we get the funding for the Bringing Postpartum Out of the Shadows Act? Here's what can happen for like eleven cents a day, like Sally Struthers and you know the commercials that you (laughs) see for like fifty cents a day. (laughs) Just okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) For like eleven cents a day, you can fund a program so that we can have whole families and take care of moms that have never had any predisposition to any mental health illnesses or anxiety in that this is temporary and treatable. You know, I mean that it's so simple. It's, it's so no-brainer. simple.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a no-brainer. And Massachusetts Massachusetts been able to do it. We're having a mother sanctuary, Lashon to Edwards speak from Houston and what they've been able to do in a very large metropolitan city with that. Yeah. With these smaller led initiatives, we're having Stephen DeKeel from the Alexis Joy DeKeel. Foundation. Steve lost his wife six weeks after their beautiful baby girl was born several years ago. And he says it straight up. He's like, we literally went from doctor to doctor and they were like, sorry, you'll be fine. Don't worry. Ugh. Like this is just part of it. Makes
0: me angry.
1: <laughs> it makes him angry. And he's done an incredible job rallying the insurance companies in the local mm-hmm. hospital. They actually just broke ground on a 5,000 square foot maternal mental health unit out in what? Pittsburgh.
0: Oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> So exciting.
1: So we're going to be, so if you want to follow Steve around Washington and ask him how he did that, come <laughs> on the 17th. And then we're having Amy Rose White from the Utah Maternal Mental Health Collaborative talk about how this is being rolled out across the state of Utah. So very different populations. Yeah,
0: I mean, it is amazing to be able to see how it's being rolled out in different states, different population densities, different, all kinds of different stuff. Everybody needs this. So, that's what it is, <laughs> so, so May seventeenth and eighteenth is
1: eighteenth 18th 18th, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, so what's happening on the eighteenth?
1: The eighteenth is when you have to put your comfy shoes on because that's the day where I myself and my fabulous intern and our coalition is going to be coordinating congressional visits by delegation, so we're going to have a Northwest delegation. Southwest delegation, Midwest, Northeast, Southeast, et cetera. We're going to see how many people show up. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, nine o'clock, you're meeting with Congressman Young. Ten o'clock, you're meeting with Senator Casey. I swear it was so much fun last year because I think a lot of people didn't think that their legislator would show up. But once the legislator finds out that they've got people coming in to see them from back home, all of a sudden, they pop into the room or they're sitting yeah. right there when you come in and you're like, oh my gosh. And their fiber Comstock last year was phenomenal. We lost a beautiful mom, Officer Shilling Gatos. Her family went in and spoke to the congresswoman personally one-on-one. Mm. And the congresswoman was so moved. And she literally was like, pick up, says to her staff, pick up the phone right now. We are getting on this bill. We are oh. not going to have another mother be lost to this ever again. So good. It was so powerful.
0: It's just information. People are not aware. But once they become aware, how can they turn their cheek?
1: They can't. What you're saying is they cannot turn their cheek. And so it's twofold, right? It's like educating your community, pediatricians, Mm -hmm. OBGYNs, like all the stuff that we're doing. And then in turn, educating the policymakers who are right now debating how we're going to take care of people in the country. And next thing you know, You're informing them Mm -hmm. about this public health emergency, that we're not going to lose one more mom or baby or have another dysfunctional repercussions on a family because we don't have any support services. It's not acceptable. Not acceptable. That's it. It's not, not, no, not acceptable. No. And
0: you are the powerhouse to be leading this in the coalition and with the work that you're doing with Joy and Robin and the coalition and all the other people who come in and step in and raise their voices and raise awareness. It's just breathtaking how much passion you guys have and all the work that you're doing. And thankfully you are loud in the right way. You know, you have the passion and all of that you bring that they're able to listen to you. I think they're able to listen to you. I like listening to you. (laughs) You're fabulous. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think people should really understand about all of this?
1: That although there's language passed into law, nothing's going to happen unless it gets funded. And although we were all able to sigh, a big sigh in December to say, okay, language signed into law, done. It was language signed into law, time to celebrate New Year's. Oh my gosh, it's time to start training for the Boston or New York City Marathon again. Okay, <laughs> it's just like you cross one finish line and you right. got to start training for the other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And Now it's get the funding. That's what the next part is. And then once it is get the funding, it's going to be, okay, now we're going to see how the program's going to roll out. So in ideal world, it, the funding will get written in in the spring. So we're going to start picking up the phone now. you got to start going to meet your legislator now. I have an appropriations request letter, template letter that we're going to put up on our coalition website. So you can, you know, send a request from the confines of your home
2: mm-hmm.
1: online and sign up to come to D.C. with us. This will be our second time in D.C. and then we'll do it again next year. This will not die. Even if everything is fully serviced, fully serviced, this issue will not... Die on its feet. It's going to continue yes. to be heard until it, there is universal screening and treatment options, yes. until this is just baked into every single aspect of pregnancy yes. and involving partners and grandparents and everyone. This is not going to be a dirty little secret that we're going to pretend doesn't happen. Right. And I think that because we've had so many people come out on social media, and especially folks that we love, love to listen to Hollywood is talking about it. This is a much easier place for us to be.
0: Right. Okay. So there's hope. There are boots on the ground. We need more boots on the ground. And, you know, for those moms out there who are like just coming out of it and pissed off that no one mm. told them about this or just, you know, partners who are upset that they're partner didn't get the support that they needed. This is a way that you can, you know, if you're sitting there thinking like feeling helpless or hopeless, th- there are ways that you can make change now. And that is finding your rep, making a call, go sitting down in front of them and know that nationally that the National Coalition for Maternal Mental Health has your back. Whatever noise that you raise locally for yourself, it is being reflected nationally in this coalition and we're working together to get this past and get all mothers taken care of. (sighs) So good.
1: It is. It's great. We do make a difference and it is all politics is local and we are the people that folks are representing Mm -hmm. and mothers make the world go round. And I can't thank you enough for having me on to discuss this. And I am pretty accessible. I'm pretty accessible. People can find me through the coalition, through you, through Facebook through, you name it. I'm pretty much out there. I'm the only Jamie Zalloway Belsito in the United States, so you can find me. It's very easy.
0: (laughs) Well, I will put links to the website and all other ways that you can be contacted and whatnot up in the show notes so people can find that whenever they need to. And thank you so much. um, I thank you so much for the work that you're doing for coming on so that we can all learn about what's going on and, now that we all know there are ways that we can support this locally and nationally. So thank you so much. That's right.
1: I truly appreciate the opportunity and I thank you very much for shining a light on this angle of bringing postpartum depression out of the shadows.
3: Absolutely.
0: So you guys can hear Jamie has such passion for this work and I'm really happy that she's one of the people at the helm of getting these things pushed through and passed and really all of these efforts that are out there to support all of us moms and families so that we can just enjoy our pregnancies and our postpartum and our babies and our families is not rocket science to support a mom going through this period of time and therefore supporting her partner and their family. So if you guys want to learn more about how to get involved and what the Maternal Mental Health Coalition is doing, you can go to www.mmhcoalition.com and you can find their links to their Twitter and Facebook pages there as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for joining us today. If you or someone you know is having a hard time, help is available. Please look for resources for help at momandmind.com. Also, please subscribe and share this podcast. Together, we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Thank you for being a part of the Mom and Mind community.
3: Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist, and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning